Good afternoon, Regeneration Nashville. Are you glad to be in the house of the Lord today? Amen. I believe there's joy in the house of the Lord today. There is healing in the house of the Lord today. There is victory in the house of the Lord today. And we thank God for that. We just want to welcome everybody who's gathered here together today. Your family, we love you. Thank you for joining us, for worshiping today. We believe God's going to do something mighty through him. And we also thank the online visitors and members that are joining us. We just want you to know that you're part of our Regeneration Nashville family. We love you, and we believe God is going to bless you today and speak mightily to you through the word. So let's honor the Lord and go to him together in prayer. Father God, we just thank you. You are worthy. God, you are worthy of all of our praise. You are faithful. You are merciful. Lord God, we know that that you have every hair on our heads counted, oh God. And Lord, we just want to be in your presence, oh God. We don't want to do church. We don't want to just get together, oh God. We want to sit at your feet, oh God. And so, Lord, we pray right now that you rend the heavens, oh God. Lord, and let your Shekinah glory come down in this house, oh God. Fill the house from the east to the west, from the left to the right. Let your Ruah blow through, oh God. And Lord, we know that, that when things happen, because when you show up, oh God, and your spirit shows up, there's mighty works that are released. So we are expectant today for what you're going to do. Lord, we thank you for the worship team. We pray a double portion of your anointing on Jasmine and the, the praise band and the, and the choir. And Lord, we just pray that our worship and our, will be worthy to you, O oh God, because Lord, you are worthy to be praised and honored today, O oh God. And we thank you for that, O oh God. And Lord, we thank you for the word of God that you've put in Pastor Ken's heart today. Lord, we know that it's manna from heaven, oh God. It's a word that we need for this season, oh God. A word that's going to breed love and life, but boldness in our spirits, oh God. So we come against and we bind any hindering spirit that would try and stop that word of man of God from coming. Because we know that when you show up, oh God, Lord, because it's not by power, it's not by might, it's by your spirit that lives are changed, that people are set free, oh God. So we thank you, Lord, and we praise you in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Why don't we all stand together and worship the Lord? Hallelujah. Have you come ready to receive today? Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. We worship the God who was. We worship the God who we worship the God who evermore will be. He opened the prison doors. He parted the raging sea. My God, He holds the victory. Come on and sing it. There's joy in the house of the Lord. There's joy in the house of the Lord today. And we won't be quiet. We shout out your
just lift your hands across this place. Come on, tell him you love him today. Oh, we love you, Jesus. We love you, Jesus. Will you be my light when I cannot see? And when I can't take another step, Lord, would you carry me? And when I've lost my fight, will you be my strength? Will you set me a table in the presence of my enemies? Say, I shall not want. I shall not want. I shall not. My soul's got a shepherd. Oh, my soul's got a shepherd in the valley. And I shall not want. I shall not want. I shall not want my cup running over, cause my cup running over, running over, and I shall not want. And I will lift my eyes to where my help comes from. And I won't be afraid of the shadow, cause I've seen the sun.
Hallelujah. Boy, I feel the presence of the Lord today. Can we just take a moment and soak it in? Oh, we love you, Jesus. Oh, we settle in your presence. We settle in your presence. Come on, let the day roll away. Let all of your cares be cast on Jesus. We wait for you, Lord. We wait for you, Lord. We love you, love Surely the presence of the Lord is in this place. I can feel his mighty power. I 
remain standing with me as we prepare to receive communion today. You know, I was praying about what the Lord would have me share. We all know that, um, hold on, let me put my glasses on so I can read the scripture. We all know that the bread represents his body, which was broken for us, and we know uh, that the wine represents the blood of Jesus that was shed for us. But instead of reading those scriptures that say that and that we should do this in remembrance of him till he comes, I just felt like I wanted to have everybody meditating on some scripture out of Isaiah 53. Because we need to really put ourselves in remembrance of the pain and the suffering that he went through for us. It says in Isaiah 53, Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrow. If you're suffering from grief and sorrow, you need to know that the Lord shed his blood and paid the price so that you would not have to suffer with that and that he will take you through that healing and grieving process. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement for our peace was upon him. In other words, everything in our lives that would cause peace to be um, misplaced or confusion to reign, of where we are lacking in peace, no matter what the circumstances are, he bore that situation so that we could have the peace of God that passes all understanding, that it can literally rule our hearts and our minds. So we need to draw from that. Because when he said it is finished, it was a completed work. And by his stripes, we are healed. And I just wanted to focus on that because, you know, too often I think we forget. Too easily we do this and we're not really thinking about what it cost him. His body was broken so that ours could be healed. His heart was broken so that ours could be healed. So if y'all would get your communion elements, if, if you need communion elements and you don't have them, lift your hand and we'll make sure that you, seems like everybody's ready, okay. Father, we thank you. We thank you, Lord, that you gave your only son. You gave him so that we could be set free by the power of Almighty God. By his stripes, we were healed. And Lord, you shed your blood so that we could be free from uh, all that the enemy would try to do. It is finished. And Lord, we say that we make a choice today to receive everything that you died to give us. Everything. We release the peace of God that passes all understanding to your people. And Lord, we thank you that you came to lift the shame and guilt and condemnation off of your people, Lord. And we receive your sacrifice and we declare ourselves the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. He who knew no sin became sin for us that we might be made the righteousness of God in Jesus Christ. So Lord, we thank you that we can stand here knowing that we are in right standing with you today. In the name of Jesus, let's take the body, the bread. Thank you, Lord. 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 Thank you, Lord.
Lord, we thank you that you loved us so much. That you shed your blood so that we can be forgiven and cleansed. And walk in victory in this life. We don't have to wait till we get to heaven because of what Jesus did. Lord, we thank you for the blood of Christ. And we receive right now all that means in the name of Jesus. Thank you. Thank you, Lord. Man, that's so powerful. You can be seated. Uh, last night, I just... I felt, you know, the, the, the call to prayer. So I went to, went to praying and the Lord just began to, to speak to me a couple things. And so I'd like to, to share them with you today. I feel like the Lord's saying a fresh wind is blowing. A new season is beginning. A new day, says the Lord. Put away your distractions and turn your eyes to me, my people. Stop and see what the Lord is doing and right now. The fields are white with harvest. My people will not be idle. God is asking who will go into the field for him. God's house will be full. There are many he calls sons and daughters in the world that he is drawing. Put away your ideas of what God is doing. Who can know this thing that is in the Lord's heart? He is drawing the lost. He longs for fellowship with his people. His church will be strong and mighty. It will carry his standard in this nation. God is restoring the voice of the church in this nation and it will be strong. His church will speak with his voice because they will be in unison. Prepare your storehouses to receive. The blessing and abundance of God is being poured out. God has kept records of what this nation has done for Israel. He has not forgotten. God says, I will now repay you for what you have done for my people Israel. See what it is for the Lord to repay. Press down, shaken together, and overflowing. Who can contain the blessing that God is pouring out? The Lord says that I can satisfy and fulfill you. I have heard your prayers for your children. Don't you know I care more for them than you do, says the Lord. God is bringing in your children and restoring them. They are a part of this harvest. God says joy is coming to his people and laughter will fill your homes. The prayers of God's sons and daughters that have gone before us echo before him. Their monuments of prayer are before his eyes. The Lord will restore this land because of them. This land you inherit will not be bare and picked over. God says, I am giving you the inheritance of a blessed and restored land. There is a great shaking coming. God says, don't be afraid. It is a sign of this new season and of what God is doing. He is shaking the foundations to see what will remain. God says, I have walked with the lukewarm. I have blessed you and answered your prayers. I have pulled at your heart. God says, uh, the door has shut 
on that season because you have not sought my heart that I am withdrawing my blessings. I am spewing you out and casting you away. My house will be a full and glorious house. I will fill it with those I call my sons and daughters I am pulling out of the world. They don't know me, but I know them by name. The fields are ripe with harvest. The wicked will not escape. God says, I have heard your prayers and your questions. Am I not able to write things in a moment with my outstretched hand? The wicked season to rule in the land has not yet come. It is not their season. God says, I am driving them back and wiping away what they have done. I have seen the desires of their hearts and I have heard their words in secret. They have desired to steal the inheritance and the harvest of my people. I am uncovering them. It is as if God is pulling a large blanket away. They cannot hide themselves or their deeds. All will see. The Lord says, my wrath is kindled. The Lord's anger is stirred. He says, my vengeance will, uh, he says, vengeance will be mine. He will be patient no more. His hand is against the wicked men and women who have hidden themselves among his people to steal their harvest. Wolves in sheep clothing. God says, it is time to give account. You will be eating dinner with your family or sitting in your office and I will strike you down. I am calling you before me to give account. Amen. 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 I have a couple announcements as well this morning. <laughs> God's good. We, uh, we have corporate prayer and fasting coming up on October 5th. 6th and 7th. It's going to be at our old building, uh, open from 6 to 7 for prayer. I hope you'll join us. I tell you what, every time we open that building while we're fasting to come and pray, the Lord shows up. His Spirit touches that building, and God sets the atmosphere in our services. So I hope that you'll join us. Uh, and it's at 535 Brick Church Park Drive. We also are opening our Renew class once again. It's a great way to understand the foundations of our church. And it's a, it's a, a great way just to understand where our church is going. Uh, that class will start meeting from 1.30 to 2.30, uh, starting October 16th in the choir room here at the, the Cornerstone location. Also, volunteers are needed for our Fresh Fire Conference. Uh, if you are not already registered, it's a great way to be able to attend the event uh, and hear the speakers. And you can register at regenerationnashville.org. Our family night for the children's and for the youth is quickly approaching. It's October 15th. It's at the uh, Hendersonville Strike and Spare Family Fund Center. It's $20 a person, and uh, you can register at regenerationnashville.org. It includes uh, pizza, unlimited pizza, bowling, bumper cars, laser tags, all kinds of games. And that is for our youth and for our children's ministry. And so I hope you'll come out and join us. If you want to stand to your feet, we'll turn our hearts to giving to Today, and we'll say our offering declaration together. Uh, 
I love this offering, offering declaration. I believe that it's so powerful and what it does in our lives, what it, what, that it sets the tone uh, and, and, and it just sets the harvest for, uh, for what God is doing in this season. Let's just say this together. Because I am a tither and a giver, the windows of heaven are open to me and God rebukes the devourer for my sake. I am blessed financially and receive a blessing that I cannot contain. I choose to sow cheerfully and bountifully knowing I will reap bountifully. He makes me the head and not the tail, above and not beneath. The blessings of God are chasing me and overtaking me. Because God loves to see me prosper, I am believing him for advancements, God ideas, blessings and increases, financial freedom and breakthroughs. Amen. Ushers, you may serve the people.
God. Amen. If that don't light your fire, your wood's wet. You will never hear any better singing than that right there. Shut up, Hallelujah. I, the Lord dropped a word on us today, right before announcements. Hallelujah. I'm telling we heard a word from the Lord, and I think that we need to stand up and tell God we're coming into agreement with that because that word, I want you to raise your hands. I want you to come into agreement with it right now. Lord, we come into agreement with the prophetic word of the Lord that has been released in this sanctuary by the power of God. We declare, Lord, that this word cannot be circumvented. It cannot be stopped. It cannot be sabotaged. It cannot be detoured. But, Lord, that you will begin in this house in Regeneration Nashville, fulfill the prophetic word of the Lord over every household, over every family, over every child, over every business, over our health, over our marriages, hallelujah, our divine purpose and our future, we declare, is safe in the hands of the Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. Praise God. Amen, amen, amen. There's no telling what you can be seated for a little while. Um, there's a tremendous spirit of the Lord in this building today. I was thinking about this today as I was praying. If there is a God, then the wicked are in trouble. The only way that they're not in trouble is if there is no God. If there is a God, hallelujah, we have already won. The battle has already been called. The outcome has already been determined because God is God and there's none beside him. In the name of the Lord Jesus, hallelujah. The Lord says, I'm going to do great things today in the midst of thee, hallelujah. That for the next 90 days, God says, put on your seatbelt because there is cataclysmic change beginning to take place in the atmosphere. I have waited to this time, says the Lord, but I am releasing my divine purpose in the earth. I am setting the pieces in place on the chessboard of heaven because I'm declaring checkmate to the devil, says God. Hallelujah, 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 hallelujah. So today I want to preach to you about boldness. The other day I was in prayer and I've known for a couple of years I've just always been hesitant to, to say it. It took me a lot of years to publicly say I was a prophet. Um, you know, we, we don't have any problems saying we're a pastor or we're an evangelist or we're a teacher. Uh, but it's more difficult for somebody to say I'm an apostle or I am a prophet. And uh, generally anybody that comes up introduces themselves to me and says I'm prophet so-and-so, I'm thinking probably not. Because you don't have to identify yourself verbally. Your gift identifies you. Hallelujah. And uh, the Lord began to, to just kind of reprimand me. He said, I need you to embrace the Elijah anointing that's on your life. And it's not just on my life. It's on a lot of people's lives. But God has, has loosed something in the atmosphere. And, and uh, 
Friday night, I wish that you could have been with us at Robin Bullock's church. Uh, there was such a, you could just kind of get a glimpse of what's coming. All of this about God's dead and the church is sick and it's over and we got defeated, they weren't in that building. My God, that place, I don't know how you could have put another person in the building. They were, it was jammed. There was such a spirit of the Lord. And, and I, I, I just have to honor uh, Robin Bullock and his wife for what God is doing through them in Warrior, Alabama. Uh, that night that we had church there, he said the population in this city has increased tonight by 33%. Because of the amount of people. They only have, I think, something like 1,600 people or something, 1,300 people. And yet to see what God has done there is an incredible thing. And uh, to see the boldness that God has. And, and, I, and last week, I just told the Lord, I said, I am embracing, hallelujah, this anointing that you're releasing from heaven to the earth on men and women that can walk in this kind of authority and the power of God. And God wants to release that boldness, just not, not just on fivefold ministry, but he needs to release it into each and every one of you. First, I think it's in First Timothy, or it might be Second Timothy, but it says this: For God has not given us the spirit of timidity. It reads King James, fear, but it translates: God has not given us the spirit of timidity, but of power. Hallelujah, and of a sound mind. When Christians become timid, they don't think straight. They start looking for escape routes. They start thinking, I'm not qualified. Do you really think that God in his infinite wisdom would give you a calling and a gift if he did not know that you weren't able to accomplish it? If there is an anointing on your life right now, if there is a calling on your life, if there is a gift in you, then God already gave you the ability to fulfill that call. And every time you're going to begin to step into the prophetic purpose of God for your life, the first thing that's going to happen is the enemy is going to come to challenge your gift and your call. He's going to do it with fear. He's going to do it with insecurity. He's going to remind you of your past. He's going to talk to you of your lack of education. He's going to talk to you about your lack of connection. But God does not need you to know somebody famous for you to talk about the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. God can take anybody that's a nobody that nobody knows about and in a moment's time he can elevate you, expose you, Uncover you to the world and release the power of God that's in you. There are men and women under the sound of my voice right now. God has called you for this hour. Embrace your calling. Embrace your anointing. Stop making excuses and saying, well, somebody else can. My wife got dressed to come to church today, and she's not been feeling good. Finally, I looked at her. I said, you just need to stay home today. Come back next week. But I get tickled because she has a tremendous gift in her of tongues and interpretation. 
And if you've ever heard her give one, there's a real strong utterance that comes out of her. And it's, and it's taken some time for her to be able to walk in that. And I can't tell you how many times we'd be standing somewhere and she'd go, you got a word? And I'd go, I don't have anything. Problem is, she got the word. But she wanted me to give it. Because she was intimidated about giving it. And she's learned to begin to release the word of the Lord. So now, you know, when I'm feeling something in the atmosphere, a lot of times, and I don't have it, I'll look at her because a lot of times God will have it in her and I'll just look at her and she'll just take the mic and release it. And there is something in all of us, hallelujah, that the enemy wants to intimidate you come against you by the powers of darkness and it will make you stop fulfilling the purpose of the Lord in your life. Ryan, it's good to see you today. Hallelujah. I, I still feel such a, you are on a journey that if you'll keep seeking the Lord, brother, I'm going to tell you, God's going to revolutionize your life. I see you under such a heavy blessing of the Lord and the anointing of God upon you. There is, listen, God... And this is something I know by the Spirit. The Lord put this in my spirit. He said, I have reached into the church trying to get people to do what I want them to do, and they would not. So he said, I'm reaching into the world, and I'm going to bring those into the world. I'm going to save them, and they're going to do what I wanted people to do in the church that wouldn't do it. I don't want God putting my candle out to light somebody else's. Hallelujah. I want God to light me up in the evening time and let me burn brightly for the glory of Jesus Christ. You can't see it, but I'm telling you, there is a river right now flowing through this sanctuary and your feet are right in the middle of it. God says, I'm touching you by the power of the Holy Ghost. Can you feel it? Hallelujah. Some of you are being healed right now by the power of the Lord. There are things being released in you. Gifts are being activated anointing is being increased by the power of the Lord. I didn't start reading the Bible yet. Because there's a couple of scriptures that I, I think will go to a different place than what I want to start my text. But um, this is in Numbers chapter 13, it's a story of the 12 spies. This whole story is about God's intention. This is a beautiful story because we think about between Israel coming out of Egypt and possessing their inheritance, we think of 40 years in between. So if we're not careful, we start thinking, well, you know, it takes a long time to go into your inheritance. This is how God moves sovereignly. God intended between day one and day 11 for them to go from slavery to possessing the best land of the region. It was an 11-day journey from Egypt to Canaan. That's how fast God can reverse things in this nation. 
in the earth. Hallelujah. I don't know if you just saw it, but Canada has given up on their restrictions on the mask and the vaccine and all of that stuff. You know what that is? That's God setting the stage for revival to just light Canada on fire. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I, I just declare it in the name of the Lord of all of our brothers and sisters and our pastors in Canada. And over that pastor that got arrested in Canada and put in jail, I declare that he's going to make the devil regret that they ever arrested him. I don't remember his name, but brother, I bless you in the name of the Lord. May you be the head and not the tail. May God roll back the heavens over the nation of Canada and the glory of God be released by the power of the Spirit. May Holy Ghost revival so ignite that nation that the government can't stop it. Hallelujah. That all kinds of laws are reversed in the name of the Lord. So God said, I want you to go from being a slave to being a landowner, from being the tail to being the head from being the borrower to being the lender. And so they went and spied out the land. And we pick up in Numbers 13, verse 30, and Caleb stilled the people before Moses and said, let us go up at once and possess it, for we are well able to overcome it. Can I tell you, we don't need more than what we have right now to accomplish the purpose of God. What we, hallelujah, need to do is activate what's already <clears throat> in the atmosphere. Verse 31, but the men, the other spies, the ten that went up with them said, we're not able to go up against the people for they are stronger than we. And they brought up an evil report of the land which they had searched unto the children of Israel, saying, The land though which we have gone to search it is a land that eateth up the inhabitants thereof and all the people that we saw in our men of great statue. And there we saw the giants, the son of Anak, which, some of the, and, which come of the giants, and we were in our own sight as grasshoppers, and so were we in their sight. And there weren't divisions in the, in the Bible originally, so you got to go to the next verse. And all the congregation lifted up their voice and cried, and the people wept all night. This is what happens to a church, to a nation that has a bunch of gutless leaders that are intimidated by regulations and threats that are not willing to be bold in the Holy Ghost. It is boldness, hallelujah, that has brought the church to where it is right now. Not weak people that go in and say, yeah, the Bible does say all of that, but right now, you know, we're living in a tough time, and, and we just kind of need to try to get along, and, and you know, we, we need to take everybody's temperature, and everybody needs to wear a mask, and we need to social distance, and, and reality, 
the, the plans, that the, the way the devil works, it literally has no sense to it. The vir- if there really is a virus, it doesn't die in six feet. And right on the box of the mask, it says, does not stop viruses. And Fauci finally came out and said the vaccine really didn't work. And now he said the unvaccinated are the same as the vaccinated. And now all of a sudden, nobody needs a mask. Everybody can get on a plane. Nobody needs a shot. And we're still alive and well. It is an intimidating spirit that wanted to get the church so intimidated that we quit having church and that when we came in to have church, there's so much fear in the house of the coronavirus that God couldn't move if he himself walked in and said, it's all right. God is trying to get you and I to a place that we are not moved by what the enemy says, but we are moved by what the power of God says. I can't hear you, devil, because God is speaking too loud get some boldness in your spirit stand on the word of God declare it God before me nobody can be against me if you're not ready to fight then you're in the wrong place if you're on God's side you are a soldier in the army of the Lord draw your weapon We are not going to defeat hell by some mealy-mouthed, watered-down gospel, godless Christians that are intimidated. But we need strong men and women. You know what God did to the ten men that made Israel weep with doubt? He killed all ten of them. Not slowly. He killed all all 10. If you want to be a leader, think about it twice. Because to whom much is given, much is required. And judgment begins in the house of the Lord. And I can promise you prophetically that God is going to judge preachers and leaders first in the nation that have intimidated and brought such fear and unbelief into the house of God. There has to be a boldness that gets a hold of us. Hallelujah. You cannot be intimidated. I wouldn't be worth my salt if I was intimidated by the enemy. Hallelujah. To the, whoever it is in America that's sending me this little postcard that constantly is vomiting out left-wing stuff. Quit sending it to me because I don't read it. I recognize it. And stop watching. Don't watch our program because it upsets you. I don't want you to be upset. So you're really going to be upset today if you watch today's because I am just going to set you off. (laughs) Hallelujah. 
We're about as right-winged as you can get. We didn't bite to any of it. Hallelujah. And we're still standing strong by the power of God. I got news for the liberals. Our church is growing. Hallelujah. The offerings are all right. Miracles are taking place. Why? Because if God is in your midst, nobody can stop you by the power of the Holy Ghost. We lose the anointing of the bonus of God in this sanctuary. Hallelujah. Why does God need a strong church? Ephesians 3, verse 10. To the intent that now unto the principalities and powers or demon spirits in heavenly places... Remember, he's the prince and the power of the air. That they might know by the church the manifold wisdom of God. Only the church is going to demonstrate to the powers of the heavenlies the intent of God for this hour. This is why we need church. Hallelujah. Everything, it, these last days is about local church. It, what we went through the last two years, do you know how many churches now are virtual churches? See how that goes over if you want to do a virtual cruise. Oh, look, honey, we're going through. Look at that moose on that baby. Can you run this refrigerator and get me something to drink? It ain't going over, is it? It's kind of like virtual church. I need to see your eyeballs. You need to see me get red in the face and fired up. Hallelujah. We need each other in this house because there is strength in unity. I praise God that we're online. And for all of those of you that can't go anywhere, we release the word of the Lord to you. But there ain't no nothing like being in the house of God in the middle of the presence of the Lord where the Spirit of God is moving. You feel it to you like a fire set up within your bones. You say, my God, I can't help it. I got to get on my feet because there is a release of the anointing of the presence of God. Sunday. There is something happening in the atmosphere in this building right now. We have got hell on the run. There is a bonus of God in the sanctuary. Hallelujah. 
you got to let me preach this now. Verse 12, in whom we have boldness. Hallelujah. With confidence by the faith of Jesus. Lord, give us boldness. Hallelujah. That when we walk into a restaurant and all of a sudden we feel the spirit of the Lord saying, go talk to that person. That the enemy doesn't shut us down. But we walk over and say, honey, listen, I, I just felt like the Lord wanted to tell you something. And all of a sudden they start weeping. You lay hands on them. They begin to be filled with the power of the Holy Ghost. The booth next to them, the power of God hits them. Pretty soon the whole restaurant's on fire. The reason we've not had an apostolic Pentecostal demonstration of the presence of the Lord is we've been too intimidated. Paul said this, I am not ashamed of the gospel of Jesus Christ for it is the power of God unto salvation. Boldness, I'm putting that on you today in the name of the Lord. May this be a bold house. May when the devil sneaks in on you, you look at him and say, I've seen bigger demons than you. The enemy comes against me now. So I just tell him, I said, you better go back and get some help. Because I've already encountered tougher demons than you. And this is all you got. You've already lost. Because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. Hallelujah. All right, let's, let's try to get to our text now. Isn't it great when there's a flow? Nobody is more excited about a flowing church than the preacher. You will never know how tough it is to preach when there is no liberty. You deliver, uh, deliver some, some great point God's giving you revelations, and everybody goes. And then you can just say, Jesus lives, and a whole place jumps up and goes crazy when there's a flow of the Lord in the atmosphere. This is in um, Acts. This is the fourth chapter. And there, there are several verses that, that I want to get to, but um, this chapter starts off with, um, it's coming off of what, the disciples have, had just done the previous chapter. The Spirit of the Lord. I don't know how often that Peter and John went up into the temple to pray, but it was their habit. And the Bible says it was the ninth hour, and they went up to pray. And, of course, you know there's a lame man laying at the gate, and he looks at him and says, Alms, can you give me some money? I have to believe that this is not the first time they've walked past him. This is probably, <clears throat> there have been times in the past, it's very probable that Peter and John had dropped a coin to this man. 
because Christians have empathy for people that are in great dire straits. I've, I see so many people on the streets, and, and I, I thought I would love to know their story, how they got to this point. And you look at them, and, and I realize this, that but for the grace of God, that could be me. Could have been born into a different family. Could have been born to an abusive father and a prostitute mother. Drug addict house. <clears throat> Never was in church. You know, you get in trouble as a teen. You're unsupervised. And by the time you're 18, you've spent several years in juvie. And, and then you get hooked on meth and you're 23 and you're standing alongside the road. But for the grace of the Lord, you and I could be there. And I believe that God has great compassion for them. And I think that Peter especially had compassion because he had failed so miserably himself. People who receive great mercy many times, not all the time, but many times, are sometimes the most merciful because they remember where the Lord brought them from. Hallelujah. I'm so glad. I'm so glad. I'm glad I'm not hooked on pornography. Do you know how many pastors, over 50% in America, they say, have a problem with pornography? <clears throat> I'm so thankful in the privacy of my home and in my office. I'm looking at Strong's Concordance <clears throat> and not something else. And for all of you men, the same thing. And all of you women, how God has blessed you that you're in the presence of the Lord today. So Peter, I'm sure, doesn't say, I, I can't, don't go home and say, Pastor Kent said that it's in the Bible because it's not. But I would think that he probably had given to this guy. I don't think it was the very first time that he had seen him. But see, he had a routine. When you have a routine of prayer life, God shows up at surprising moments. You think you're just going in to have your prayer time, and God's smiling because that's the moment that God's going to do something supernatural. Hallelujah. And they're headed up to the church to pray, and they got up to the gate, and that guy looks at me and says, can you give me some money? And boldness hit Peter. He said, let me tell you something. He said, I don't have any money, but what I got, I'm giving you today. I'm tired of seeing you lay down like this. I'm giving it to you in the name of Jesus. Stand up and walk. It took some boldness to sell somebody that had never walked. And people are watching. Get up and walk. Hallelujah. And suddenly... God hit his ankle bones. That old boy laying on those rags. Uh, something popped. Uh, he had something hit him. He goes, my God, there's something. He jumped up and began to dance. I think Peter and John probably began to dance. Uh, there was something happening. Whenever God 
begins to move in the supernatural, so does the devil. He's coming after you to intimidate, to stop, to detour, whatever he can do. Because whenever the supernatural and the miraculous gets loose in the house of God, you have the nation now. Because it cannot be explained away. When we watch some of these people come on this platform, listen, of all people, I'm telling the Lord, I need them to come out of those beds. Not to validate my ministry, but you said, you said it. Hallelujah. I told the Lord, I said, our church needs to see the miraculous demonstrated. We can't forever do it and not see it. Somewhere, God, give us the boldness to believe that when God begins to move, you cannot stop him. There is an Azusa Street anointing on steroids that's getting ready to be loosed by the power of God. Oh, there's a Lord in this place. Hallelujah. I feel something in the Holy Ghost. I don't know what it is, but there is an igniting of the divine purpose of God. There is boldness getting on some of you in your spirit, and you cannot deny it. What is God doing? He is revolutionizing you. He is enduing you with anointing and power from on high. Before God gets done, there won't be denominations. There's just going to be the church and evil. Hallelujah. Don't matter if their sign says Presbyterian or Baptist or Methodist or Pentecostal or One God or whatever, what do you want to call yourself, or Trinity. All it is is God is gleaning the remnant. Hallelujah. And the hell, hell hates the remnant because the remnant is the garment. It's that last piece of cloth. But the Bible says that when anointing gets loose, it starts on the head gets into the beard but it keeps on going it keeps on increasing you know where its greatest saturation is it's when it gets down to the bottom the remnant hallelujah and the remnant begins to soak up all of the residue of what's been happening for decades and centuries and millenniums hallelujah this last move of the Lord we are the remnant hallelujah we're going to have a little bit of Whitfield a little bit of Finney a little bit of Paul the Apostle. We're going to have a little bit, hallelujah, of Luther. We're going to have a little bit of, of uh, Smith Wigglesworth and John D. Lake. Hallelujah. There is something happening in the spirit of the Lord. I loose it on you. I blow it upon you. In the name of the Lord, may God endue you with the greater power of the Jesus Christ. So, whenever the genuine begins to move, the counterfeit always gets upset. Because if there is no genuine, then nobody knows the counterfeit's fake. But when you release the genuine, 
you know, a guy's arm grows out, you know, the dude that's still doing one foot a little bit longer than the other, and can you hear me now? That don't work anymore. And the established church, the religious church, the Pharisees and the high priest and all of them, they didn't like what Jesus had released because it was making them look bad. Offerings are down. People aren't sacrificing anymore. Priests can't, you know, exchange one sheep in the back. They say it was blemished five minutes ago, and now they're selling it to another Jew, and they're saying, well, this is a clean one, and they're not making them use the temple money in exchange for the regular money and, and all of that stuff. And here you've got a guy that's been lame forever, and he's running around in the temple shouting, I'm healed, I'm healed, I'm healed, and has messed things up. So the Bible says they arrest Peter and John. They brought him into custody, and they bring him in. They say, we want to know who gave you this authority. And by the way, we want you to stop it. Peter said, can't do that. This is the same guy that's standing in a fire a few weeks ago, and they're saying, you were with him. And he's saying, I don't know him. But when you get the Holy Ghost inside of you, uh, with the Holy Ghost comes boldness. So Peter, you know, he begins this, uh, defense, <clears throat> he says, verse 10, be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom you crucified, there goes the offering right there. <laughs> but boldness can't be bought. The men that God is raising up in this hour are not going to be bribed. You can't come and say, well, you know what? If you just shut up, we'll give you and your wife $20 million and everything that you want if you just won't preach anymore. I would look at them and say, sorry if I have to go back to the warehouse to 80 people. I was born to preach the gospel, and you can't stop me. And there are some other men and women in this building that will stand up with me and say, we are not for sale. Hallelujah. The devil is so used to buying off people uh, that he has run into a box saw called the remnant of the most high. We are not for sale. Hallelujah. We are bold in the Lord Jesus Christ. We stand on the word of the Lord. He said, whom you crucify, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. Verse 13, it says, this is in Acts 4. Now when they saw the boldness, they weren't used to this. 
they were used to intimidating everybody. When they saw the boldness of Peter and John, and they perceived or they understood that they were unlearned and ignorant men. They were measuring them, their ability to do what they're doing by what the Jews considered success. They decided that the disciples didn't understand the law. They weren't schooled at the feet of Gamaliel. They hadn't been through the process that the priests and, and the scribes had been through. They, they didn't have a Ph.D. So they looked at them and said, we think you're stupid. That's basically what they said. They called him ignorant. If, if I call you ignorant, that's just as bad as saying you're stupid. Right? That would test how saved I am. <laughs> you know, that, that you don't think about that scripture says, turn the other's cheek at that point. <clears throat> but they categorized them because they didn't have their trappings of knowledge and success. And I'm thinking, all right, big guy. You got all these degrees. Go make another man do what we just did. It's kind of like Elijah. Let the God that answers by fire be God. thought about this in prayer because I preached on it Friday night. I thought, how amazing that not one of the 450 prophets of Baal gave their heart to the Lord after fire fell. How deceived can you be? Wouldn't you think if you have spent eight hours cutting yourself and shouting and incantating and everything else trying to make fire fall and doesn't fall and some bearded old guy walks up and prays a 63-word prayer that lasts about 60 seconds and heaven opens and fire falls and devours not just the sacrifice but the stones, the rock, the dust, and there's just a crater there <clears throat> that you might want to rethink I might be on the wrong side. I would have run up to Elijah and said, can I talk to you for a minute? Because I know something's getting ready to happen. And I, can you introduce me to your God? Not one of them did. That's what Nick was prophesying. The Lord said, this is not about restoring the wicked. This is about judging them. And when God begins to judge in the house of the Lord, you don't need to begin to intercede for them. Be mute. Stand on the sideline and let God do what God does. Jake said this, T.D. Jakes, I love it. He said, if they're willing to leave you, don't ask them to stay. Because they'll just leave again. It's always harder on my wife when somebody leaves the church than it is me. Because I figure if you're willing to walk away. Look, I know we have anointed services. So I can't figure out how you can leave this kind of atmosphere. And I know we're not the only church, but I do know we're rare. Or else I wouldn't be getting constant emails and letters saying, can you tell me where there's another church like your church? And every time I say, I don't know any. Well, Warrior, Alabama, Omaha, Nebraska, there's a few out there. 
But what you and I have in this building is very special. Now, I'm going to tell you what I told uh, Regeneration before it was Regeneration. It was Resting Place. For years, <clears throat> we would have 80, 100, 150 people in the, in the auditorium there, and you've been over there, and it, it wasn't filled up at all. And the spirit of prophecy would come on me, and then the Lord would say, Thus saith the Lord, there's coming a day if you don't get here early, you're not going to get a seat. Remember that, Steve? And <clears throat> I'd get out from underneath the anointing, and I'm thinking, boy, I hope I was anointed when I said that. <clears throat> but the day came. Whenever God does something supernatural, generally you'll remember the date. December 27, 2020, it happened. You couldn't find a seat in the building, and I told myself, if you don't get here early, you're not going to get a seat, and some of our older saints, they start getting aggravated because, you know, they were used to coming, if church, we started at 1030, they were getting there at a quarter to 11, you could just pick a seat. All of a sudden, you can get there at 930, and you can't get a seat. It's full at 930. And then pretty soon, by 9 o'clock, it was full. We were looking at a sovereign hand of God. Trust me. The Lord says the day's coming that if you don't get here early because the curtains are going to be raised, that you're not going to find a seat in this building because it will be jammed because it's coming, and it's coming quick. I got a feeling that this prayer and fasting at the old location is going to be the last time that we ever have prayer and fasting at 535 Brick Church Park Drive. Why? Because God is up to something. He's got a hold of some bold men and women by the power of the Lord. Do you feel it? Hallelujah. Do you feel it? There's something sovereign up, churning up in the atmosphere by the power of God. <clears throat> Hallelujah. Oh, I don't know what it is, but it's all over me right now. We used to sing it's all over me, and it's keeping me alive. I'm telling you, there is something being released in the presence of God right now. He said, listen, when you hang out, that when they perceived that they had been with Jesus and they said they're ignorant and unlearned men. Um, whenever you hang out with the Lord, you won't be timid. Because he gets in you, he gets on you. He gets all over you. Hallelujah. Until you can't shake it off anymore. It's just, you, you're just walking. Uh, there's, you can finally get to a place, and I feel like a lot of us are getting there, but I feel like I'm getting far enough in Christ that nobody can see me anymore. Now, where you want to be? That when people look at you, they can't see you anymore. They just see Jesus because you have gotten lost. 
in the nature of the Lord. Hallelujah. That's why you get around some people and you get around and say, I don't know what it is, but I just feel the Lord every time I get around them. Or you walk in somebody's house and they'll say, there's such a peace in this house. Why? Because you've been with Jesus. You're hanging out with the Prince of Peace. And so, we go down to verse 29. That's verse 27. For of a truth against thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed, both Herod and Pontius Pilate and the Gentiles and the people of Israel were gathered together for to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. Now, Lord... Behold, they're threatening. That's what's happening right now in the media in the United States of America and other nations. We are being threatened by all kinds of stuff. Generally, I'll tell you this little story. I never was really a, a fighter. I was always small. And I remember one time... Uh, we were playing basketball, and a couple guys came up and just really began to <clears throat> come against us. And I remember he, he was t- said something to me about my sister, and he told me, he said, Christmas, he said, I'm just going to whip you. He just kept going on, and finally something just rose up. I don't know what it was. I just hit him right in the mouth. <laughs> he never saw it coming. He hit the ground. There was no more fight in him because he was a bully. The church, God is raising us up. We're going to hit the media right in the mouth. So you shouldn't say that. If there is a God, the wicked and the media are in trouble. If there isn't a God, and if this is just a storybook, we're really in trouble. So who do you believe? Do you believe that God exists and that the word of the Lord will not return unto him void? That all power in heaven and earth is in Jesus Christ? Or do you believe in Murdoch and CNN and all of these other men and women? No, sir. I choose to stand on the book. I choose to stand on what God has declared. That no weapon formed against you and me shall prosper. Every intimidating word, every threatening word that rises up against us in judgment, we shall condemn. Said in their threatenings, this verse 29, what are they praying? Grant unto thy servants that with all boldness that they may speak the word. Verse 31, and when they had prayed, the place was shaken where they were assembled together And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. And then what happens? They spoke the word of God with boldness. The devil is going about as a roaring lion. 
and he is intimidating. And the reason nobody wants to watch Christian TV is because most of them that you listen, they don't have any boldness. And half of my here, I'm thinking, you don't even believe what you're teaching. You'll never leave here wondering what Pastor Kent meant. <clears throat> That's why I'm not everybody's flavor. But this is what I see in the spirit. We are being drawn into battle. Hallelujah. And saints of God, if you don't get some boldness on you, you will compromise. <clears throat> Anytime you compromise, you lose. Because all compromise, compromise means is you are giving up some land to your enemy. Once they get that land, just ask Israel about that. We've had too many presidents, and there's a book that chronicles this, that keeps pushing Israel for the sake of peace to give up land <clears throat> that they won in the Six-Day War. I'm sorry. If you attack me and I beat you, then your land is my land. I don't have to come back in and give you your land back and rebuild it. You should have stayed out of the fight. You belong to me now. And in the spirit realm, there is a place that the church is going that we are taking back land. And before Jesus Christ is done, every bit of land that the enemies have taken from the nation of Israel is going to be restored back to the nation of Israel. And every bit of land that hell has been encouraged to take because sorry preachers gave it away. We're taking it back in the name of the Lord. We're taking back the baptism of the Holy Ghost. We're taking back our children. We're taking back speaking in tongues. We're taking back the gifts of the Spirit. We're taking back Holy Ghost, apostolic, walking the light, singing by the power of the Lord. Stand with me. Hallelujah. May God set you on fire today. May there be some boldness. Get in your spirit and you stop being intimidated by the enemy. Can you feel that? There's an impartation taking place right now that God's trying to put on you. Some of you have such calls of God on your life, but the enemy has made you timid. This is one thing I know. If you declare what God is saying, don't apologize for it later. There have been so many times I went home, I thought, I would have never said that if I wasn't anointed. And my wife would go, you know what you said today? <laughs> and I'll tell her, I said, I can't back up on it. It's the same thing we've been prophesying. 
I refuse to back up on the fact that God says 2023 is going to be the greatest year that you and I as the church have ever seen. The next 90 days, says the Lord, is going to be the hand of God beginning to reverse things by the Spirit of the Holy Ghost. God's trying to put boldness on you. I'm not going to ask you to, but how many of you felt like you wanted to run today? Shame on you. (laughs) Amen. But you know what? It's like the prophet said, it's a fire in my bones. And you just, you feel like you're going to come apart because of the spirit of the Lord. Take that home. Take that into your prayer time tomorrow. Hallelujah. Because People that are bold, God will talk to you. He'll tell you crazy things. Hallelujah. He'll make you step out of the boat and you'll walk on water. But when the day is over, you'll get in the bed and say, I'm so glad I didn't say no. But oh, I got me a story to tell my grandchildren. I walked on water. Hallelujah. And the other 12 disciples or 10 are saying, what was it like out there? He said, you should have been there. Hallelujah. I can't explain it. Can I tell you, you and I are getting out of the boat we are taking on the spirit of boldness come on with me let's fill it up up front I believe that God's going to do some great things just in the next few moments you know what sickness is it's intimidation that's what it is it's intimidation Because, Nancy, you did a great job on the communion today. And I love the, the fact that we brought out that Jesus Christ healed you before you were ever born. He healed you before you were ever born. That's how I've been dealing with high blood pressure. I'm not taking any medicine. Because it's the enemy trying to intimidate those of you that have some kind of sickness in your body get bold and uh, hear me I'm not telling you to stop taking medicine that, I think that's a really ridiculous saying when you start telling everybody just get rid of your meds God can heal you just as easy while you're taking something as he can heal you whether you're not and so I thank God for doctors he raised up Luke he was a doctor and I believe that God raises up men with great wisdom, with different things and, uh, you know, setting arms or whatever. So what, what I am saying is that the enemy with sickness will challenge you. And as soon as you get something, you'll think of somebody else that's had the same thing and it didn't turn out good. Some family member, some friend, the enemy will say, you know what happened to them? But you have to remember this. Demons don't have legal right. Sickness are demon spirits. Cancer is a demon spirit. It does not have the God-given right to get in the temple of the Holy Ghost whose bodies you are. 
So you stand your ground. And then you're going to go through a season where the enemy is going to see if he can outroar you. Don't let him outroar you. He's not a lion. Listen, the, the Bible really likens the devil. He, he says he's like a lion, but the scripture says Jesus is a lion. Lions roar. What God likened the devil to was a wolf. Wolves howl. They don't roar. They just howl and they only do it in the dark. They don't let you see them. They run in packs. Demon spirits run in packs. I curse every pack of demons that is running amok in this nation and in the nations around the world with an Elijah anointing. I curse you in the name of the Lord. I lose, hallelujah, every continent, every nation by the power of the Holy Ghost. Now I lose you right now from every sickness in your body, from depression to all Alzheimer's, uh, to sugar diabetes, to cancer, to heart disease, uh, to paralysis. Uh, may God heal you. Uh, those of you online around the world, uh, there is an electricity uh, of the Holy Ghost that's flowing in the power of God. Get bold in the Lord. Get bold in the Lord. Go back to prayer and say, devil, I don't care where my child is right now. I don't care how bound they are. I'm coming back with boldness. I find you in the name of the Lord Jesus. Let my son go. Let my daughter go. And he will yield. Oh, there's something going on in the spirit of the Lord. Hallelujah. This better be a fast one.
sister, this is Mary, and she came from Idaho, and she has had uh, breast cancer cells removed in her breast, and now they're in her lungs, and she has rheumatoid, rheumatoid arthritis, and it's twisting her bones, and her name is Mary. Have you been here before? <coughs> Where my son? All right, it's Mary, right? Amen. Why don't we kick that devil out? Well, there's enough anointing in this building right now. All right, let's mean you join together against this cancer in our lungs and this rheumatoid arthritis. Sunday, the name of the Lord. You foul demon. You foul demon of cancer and of arthritis. Rheumatoid arthritis. I cast you out of Mary's body. From this day on, in the name of the Lord, hallelujah, God, we declare according to your word, Lord, as the lame man got up and ran, so, Lord, will these demons begin to run for safety because, Lord, they cannot stay in Mary's body. In the name of the Lord, heal, heal, heal in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name, go, hallelujah, go, cancer Get out of there. I'll send you back to hell where you came from. In the name of the Lord, God, that she shall live until the coming of the Lord. God, that there will be no funeral, no more cutting of the knife, but healed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Pastor, this is Melinda, and she is from North Carolina, and she has a mold illness, and his was caused after an open heart surgery, and it was to replace a valve, and it has caused her health to be deteriorating. Bone? Bone. Amen. And her mold, it's mold. Oh, mold. Mold illness. All right. But it's, it's affected her walking. Sure. And her to be able to thrive in life. It's Melissa? Melinda. Melinda. Hallelujah. In the name of the Lord. God, this is a little demon. You foul little squirrely demon of mold. I cast you out of her body in the name of Jesus. Get out of there in the name of the Lord. Now from this moment on, God, that there's no mold in her body. And Lord, every residual effect from every surgery, we restore, we repair. God, give her quality of life and all her strength. She's going to wake up in the morning and say, my God, what's happened to me? Lord, that she can run through a troop and leap over a wall. Now, God, confirm thy word that, Lord, she is healed in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, I've got the river. From the top of my head to the soles of my feet, felt the spirit moving 
Hallelujah. All right. This is the first time that I've really ever prayed about it. Actually, my, my mother died from um, heart condition that was brought on by mold. And she has mold. How many believe that God's going to curse that fungus? What's your name again? Jennifer, you believe in the power of the Lord Jesus Christ? Hallelujah, hallelujah. Now, Lord, I lay hands on Jennifer. And God, we command this mold come out of her lungs, her blood, every fiber of her body in the name of the Lord. Mold, I call you out in Jesus' name. Lord, according to your word, God, by your stripes, God, you have dealt with this mold 2,000 years ago. We declare, Lord, that she is healed, healed, healed. According to the word of the Lord, so be it right now in Jesus' name. Oh, I've got the river. collective altar time is because it's like plugging up to a battery charger and while you're standing in the altar and you're worshiping God God is charging you up there are things happening to you right now y'all need to prepare yourselves because God's going to begin to speak revelation to you the word of God is going to begin to open up to you in levels Many of you are going to begin to operate in areas of the Lord you've never operated in. And today, God has put boldness on this house. And I got to say this, y'all are fun to preach to. <clears throat> Amen. Sometimes we go home, my wife said, you had a good time preaching today, didn't you? I said, yes, I did. I said, because when it's anointing, there's nothing better. This is going to be the most fun you are going to have till next Sunday. <laughs> I may believe that. Amen. Amen. All right. Put your hand on your heart. I want to pray for you. Now, Lord, I speak that God, Psalms 91 over this house, that, Lord, until you bring them back, that you will send an angel by each and every one of them, that, God, their foot will not slip, and that no evil will come nigh unto their dwelling. 
that sickness, Lord, will never be able to come into this congregation. Lord, I speak that many that have insomnia from this night on will begin to sleep all night long. God, we declare that no one in this house will have to take sleeping medicine to rest because, God, you give your blessed sleep. Now, Lord, in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, we speak the peace of God. We speak, God, over this house that the word of the Lord that has been released today will settle down like a mantle, that they will walk out of this building charged hallelujah that there will be such a boldness God not just to declare your gospel but against the demonic onslaughts of hell that are coming against thy people Lord God we speak over angel right now in Jesus name that every assignment that's come against her and Will's house and against her body in the name of the Lord I speak divine healing over you angel the name of Jesus that all the purpose that God has for you in this ministry will not be stopped in the name of the Lord now God I put such joy unspeakable in this man and in this woman of this congregation hallelujah and Lord may this week the enemy begin to come back bringing what they stole with interest hallelujah God may the media have to begin to report the miraculous reversals of things that you're doing in the spirit realm now Lord as we leave this house divine safety and protection and may the peace of God rule and reign over our hearts we thank you father for the visitation of the Lord from the beginning we thank you for the prophetic word of the Lord that came through Nicholas. We receive it. God, we thank you for all that you've done. And Lord, as we have made covenant again with thee through communion, do not disregard, but hold it close unto thyself. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right. Um, starting Wednesday, we start our fast. And uh, we're going to fast three days. I would encourage you to try to, to do it without food. If you work hard, strenuous, um, let the Lord lead you. But I promise you that when you pray and fast, at least most of the time for me when I'm uh, fasting, I don't feel very spiritual. <laughs> it's not till afterwards that you, and you know, you think, boy, this, I feel like a dud, you know. And, uh, but what you're doing is you are denying the flesh and it allows the Holy Ghost to get a deeper foothold in you. Our, we're going to have prayer at night at the old location, 535 Brick Church Park Drive. If you're able to come, I think it's like from 6 to 730. Uh, we'd love to have you. Uh, our conference is coming up. Man, that's going to be a great, great time. And I didn't really have this plan. Um, my wife will be leading prayer Wednesday night. I have to fly and preach. I will be fasting, though. I'm going to fly and preach. I will be at Fountain of Life, Elizabeth City, North Carolina, for one night. And then I will be back home. And I want to publicly um, say thank you to Rick and Debbie Massey for how they blessed us by flying us some places. Um, we're so grateful. And uh, we're going to have a great service, but uh, 
I'll be with you the rest of the time. And we're going to have a wonderful week. And we're gearing up for a tremendous conference. And uh, man, what a visitation of God, I believe. I think it's going to be the best conference we ever had. And uh, if you're coming for Wednesday night, you better get here early. Uh, Jonathan Kahn is our speaker. And uh, we're already sold out. But it's going to be a great time. I want to say I love you. Thank you for trusting your souls to me, uh, being your pastor. And thank you for making this church a successful church. So may God's face shine upon you. And may you prosper till we see you again. God bless you in Jesus' name. Thanks for tuning in. For more information about KCM International or Regeneration Nashville, go to kentchristmas.org or regenerationnashville.org. And for the latest updates or videos, follow us on Facebook and subscribe to us on YouTube. God bless you.